Blog Talk Radio. The number one host that be doing the most. Rich, 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 rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Rich, rich, rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Rich, rich, rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Rich, rich, rich. rich. Celebrities, entrepreneurs, Monday through Friday. If your rhymes were looking for the best all across the globe, over a thousand likes, your Twitter out of control. Who else is on demand? Interviewing entertainment, conducting interviews like an artist when she painted. So tune in live when you see the mic on. You're live with the Nicky Rich Show. Let's go. Welcome to the Nikki Rich Show, the hottest radio station broadcasting live out of sunny California. I'm your host, Miss Nikki Rich. Today we are rocking it out on this amazing sunny, sunny, sunny Sunday. <laughs> we have a featured guest today, Miss Mary Angel. We have brought her on the show uh, previously, and I'm so excited to have her back to go into depth on everything she has going on, her latest project, and she got some surprises for you guys, and uh, I'm just so honored to have her on today, and I want you guys to make sure that you go ahead and you subscribe to Nikki Rich, the number two, on our YouTube. Make sure you're listening today to our podcast. You know, we're on Blog Talk Radio, we're on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. So make sure you listen in and subscribe to the app, and also follow us along on social media, at Nikki Rich Show TV, as well as at Miss Nikki Rich. And our website is com. Well, guys, I don't want to keep our guests holding on any longer. I want to introduce and brag about Mary for a little bit. She is a number one international bestseller. She has been featured on billboards. And she also, guys, is a nonprofit founder. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So with no further ado, I'm honored to welcome to the Nikki Rich Show, the one and only Miss Mary Angel. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad to be back on the Nikki Rich Show. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's such an honor to have you on. I know that you're busy today. I know you have a busy schedule because <laughs> you are currently in a whole different city right now. <laughs> we know that you're in New York City, the big yes. life, big dream. The big apple. <laughs> yes, everything big in New York. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, it's a wonderful pleasure to be here. I mean, I am excited about being in the city of New York, New York, you know. Uh, it's everything that the song said it is. It's, it's, it's a city that never sleeps. <laughs> no, it's not. 
And I know you're there because you, I mean, you have big projects going on. For, you have billboards releasing. And, I mean, how amazing is that? Oh, wow. I mean, it was something to watch my son, you know, um, who is just basically growing as a hip-hop artist. He is so um, you know, developing into his craft and to watch him do his interview and to watch his billboard go up in Times Square, Ripley's Believe It or Not, I mean, something I used to watch as a little girl on TV. I mean, that was just, yes. like, you know, amazing to me. So I am literally on just the top of the world. I am I am on top cloud nine because I never thought – that this would be something that God had in store for my life and my children's life. So I thank God for all of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, family is so important. Um, And I love how your family, all of you, your, your kids, and everybody is working together to help each other dreams come true. Wow. I mean, I tell you the hardest People, you can get to help you with your family, but it's yes. different in your case. Your family is like working together. Y'all all are getting it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I want to say it. Um, it's something that is. Um, uh, it, it's not an easy thing when you have, you know, everybody have the individual, you know, things that they want to do. And most of the time um, in a day society, we don't really emphasize on the family how much important it is to to be together and to work together to, you know, help each other get where we're going because, you know, everything is all about self now. Back when I was a kid, it was always family unity. It was always a must to eat together and to be together. You know, so my family, um, basically, I instilled that in my children when they were little because of me coming from foster care and the abuse of not having that. What I wanted them from young, making them understand that we had to be together. And we had to, you know, help each other. And then we had to be close. And we was not going to be divided. And even though my children have, some have, you know, you know, swayed to the side and went and I got two boys in prison, um, I still, they are in prison actually um, helping write music for my son. And actually my son helped me start my prison ministry. That is amazing. And and I love that you you know like like with him helping you start that you're able to you know reach in that community you reaching back to help others at the same time. Yes, and and you know even in the foster care, you know I never thought being a foster child was going to be something that I would have to face with with my grandchildren. Because, you know, my grandchildren, I never thought my daughter would lose her children to the system. And I had to mm-hmm. endure it from a different, you know, standpoint. And I had to fight for my grandchildren. And I had to, um, you know, learn the dysfunction in the system and what happens to families. And so once I got my grandchildren and they were, you know, both of them are uh, developing, they have some disabilities, but I have strived really hard with those girls and have gotten them to a place to where now they're authors of a book. Um, And I made sure that these children are not, 
going to be delayed in their growing and in their dreams or what they want to do. And we work together to make sure even them um, that they are not going to be a victim of what the circumstances of our family, because all families have some things that happen, you know, um, some things you can't control. But I believe in coming together and with the help of God only, that God can make a mess into a message. And that's what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. for my children, my grandchildren, and working in the community to help teach other families to do the same thing. Now tell us a little bit about your prison ministry and how others get involved, how they can help. Well, the prison ministry that started about is my son basically um, they have an ability to communicate with the lady prisoners um, through uh, email. And so he began to contact them. And my son is just the person who knows his mom. He knows that all I've ever done all his little life uh, up until 29 is help people. So he began to tell them when they have problems, oh, call my mama. You know, she'll help you. And so that's how it started. And uh, basically how I began to, you know, really reach into this is that I, you know, ask the ladies or the men, because the men now are starting to get in. So I put their, I have them write to me and tell me their needs and tell me about them. And so then I develop a personal plan for that individual. And I make sure Mm -hmm. that I put together what we can do for them to help them. Um, Even to start, you know, some girls want to write books. So if anybody wants to be able to help, um, you know, my organization is, you know, I want to be able to help with, you know, helping. Some of them don't have money to call or, you know, to even communicate. Some of them don't have money for toiletry, you know, because prisons does not always supply all those needs. There are some things that they need that they don't get. They have to purchase those things. So um, I'm opening up. And now it's changed dramatically. A lot of, like, um, you know, if you know people that's in the prison industry, that now they're having to pay for a lot of stuff in prison right now. They have to pay for a lot. You know, back in the day, it used to be the things that they didn't have to pay for, they have to pay for now, like you said, the toiletries and different things like that. Like, I had no idea. My son called me one day, and he was like, Mama, I I don't feel good. I, I need, you know, I got a headache, and, you know, I just I just don't feel the best. I got a little cold. And I was like, okay, well, tell the first, you know. I mean, that's what else would you think? You, you're in prison, and I would think they would supply that. He said, I would have to buy it. So I have to make sure that he has what he needs so that he can be able to just buy something basic as the Tylenol for a headache or cold medicine. You know, and, and I never thought that the prison would not give that to the prisoners. And so those are things that I am, you know, asking for donations to be able to help um, anybody that wants to be a part of helping, you know, writing a card, you can send a card and, you know, even a letter or anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be um, personal to anybody. It could just be to encourage someone, whoever, whether it's a male or female, that you want to just let them know. And then that you can leave your information and, you know, they can back and forth with you and you can just kind of be an encouragement to that person or pray for them. I I see, um, Mary, I see a lot of people 
are tuned in right now. So I definitely want to open up the phone line, if possible. Is that okay? If if you would like to talk, uh, you can call in at 516-666-8294. I see y'all blowing it up right now. <laughs> so you can press that one, guys. I see you guys. So press that one if you would like to speak. 516-666-8294 if you would like to speak with Mary. She's tuned in right now. Now, Mary, what's what's next for 2021? Well, what's next for 2021 is that, you know, I want to go full-fledged into um, making sure that prison ministry is off the ground. Um, also, one of the biggest passions that I want to work with and that I am seeing that's a need, my mom has been mentally ill since I was three, and I know that population and I understand them. And there is a lot of people that are mentally ill walking the streets, um, just not stable, not medicated. And what I'm going to do with, uh, I have a, a few women that we are coming together. We're coming up with a plan where we're going to go and hit the streets on the weekends. And we're going to, you know, go and reach as many uh, mentally ill homeless people as we can with their information mm-hmm. so that we can be able to connect them to services because a lot of them are not on the streets because they don't, you know, they don't want to get help or they just want to be there. Some of them are on the streets because they lose sight of how to manage their lives and they don't have any services. So I want to be able to connect mm-hmm. them with community-based programs, you know, to be able to get and them get resource, resources, you know. Mhm, and we need that. We definitely need that. Yes, for sure. Some of the more need housing. They just don't know how to apply because they're. If you're busy dealing with voices in your head or a real state of depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. and a lot of homeless veterans are on the streets dealing with PSD from the wars and stuff. You know, they they don't have the ability to go and apply for stuff and to make sure medications or proper uh, nutrition and proper, you know, clothing, um, just even mm-hmm. understanding how to stay in a place to where they have someone that keeps up with them. And I want to connect them and make sure that they're not forgotten about. I need to make sure that happens because I'm tired of seeing our homeless veterans on the street. I'm tired of seeing mentally ill people on the streets and receiving no services mm-hmm. except jail. Got to do something. We have to. And the thing about it is it's becoming a more and more people, more and more people you will pass on on one, on one corner to the next. You will see, you know, a lot of that. So we have to do something. We definitely have to do something about that. Yes. And my granddaughter, um, Princess Shania, I call her, <laughs> she's nine years oh. old. And she's the one that actually started that with me because, you know, um, blindly, I think we, you know, kind of, it's so much that is going on that you just kind of blindly, like, do what you can. And then, you know, you try to tune out the rest because it's just overwhelming and you know you're one person. And so you don't come up with a plan or you don't seek God to give you what to do and how to start. 
And so she would always, when she sees somebody on the streets homeless, she'd say, Mama, do you see that man? You just drove past him, and he needs help. And I'm like, how do you know he needs help? She said, because, Mama, he's sitting there, and he don't look like he got no house. And so she would make me pull over and give the persons whatever we had in the car. I don't care. She would be like, Mama, you got $5 in your purse. Give it to him so he can eat. Mama, you see, we, we had went to McDonald's after church, and it was like, she's like, Mama, mm-hmm. give that person this food. And we gave the, our food, you know. And so that is what made me think, if this little girl, nine years old, has that big of a heart to where she's like making, yes. I'm talking about everywhere we go, that I had to, I had a change purse for the go to the laundromat. And she gave that whole purse. She, I said, baby, I ain't got nothing but my cars. I don't have no more money. She said, yes, you do, mama. You got the money that we wash the clothes with. Now let that person have it because they don't got nothing. Uh, she said, we can wait to wash our clothes. And so I said, here you go. Go ahead, baby. Get it, get it money to the baby. And so I realized then that there was something I can do. And so that's what made me come up with it is because my nine-year-old granddaughter has such a heart for homeless people because we were homeless back in 2018. So she remembered us living in the shelter and what we went through, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in there for three months and how we struggled and stuff. So that child brought this to me, and that's how this started. Wow. Amazing. That is amazing, <laughs> and now you're able to tell your story to help someone else. And look at you now. You know, you went from being in a shelter to now being in New York City. <laughs> you know, wow, that is amazing. <laughs> yes, I mean, you would not believe a woman would um, divorce from a domestic situation, and domestic violence mm-hmm. is not always physical because I was not physically abused, but that does not mean that abuse does not hurt even worse if you're Mm -hmm. being mistreated emotionally and mentally and financially, I was being robbed and abused. And that led to my total demise because emotionally and mentally, I had a nervous breakdown. And my uh, ex-husband left me in a house in a wheelchair with no food except uh, bologna in the refrigerator, a yogurt, and some water. And I had to take care of my son and my mentally ill mom, who I have guardianship over and been caring for for years, and I didn't have no way to take care of us. So, you know, um, and I and I and basically he took everything. I didn't have no clothes. I didn't have nothing. I just had what was in that house, and he went to the other house. So I realized when I became destitute, and I was somebody that had a lot of stuff. And I now, because I married and joined this person, he literally took everything I had, and I had to start over. And I didn't know how to do that. And the only thing I knew is God. And God gave me the ability to get myself together. And in the midst of that, my grandchildren needed help. So I took them in. And my friend said to me, girl, you know you something else. Because how in the world you going in the, you homeless and you taking care of your grandkids and you done took them with you in a homeless shelter. And you holding on to them when you ain't even got nothing to hold on yourself. And in the shelter, I broke my knee, fell down the step because I because he left me and I had ankle surgery, I wasn't able to walk properly. I started walking on it while I wasn't supposed to because I had to care for myself. And it caused me to mm-hmm. not be able, you know, to fall because it wasn't properly healed. 
So I fell and broke my knee. And even being in the hospital and having to find somebody to watch them till I got out, I still held on to my grandkids until God blessed us with a miracle house. And we've been working and going on, and it's not been easy, but I've relied on people and the services that God had put out here for us. So I must say that there is a way that God can help your mess turn into a message, the truth. I took a it disability is. check, it and is. now I have an office. I have a nonprofit, robust off of disability. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can't wow. take the tools in your hand and make it work because it can work. Because some people don't need nothing. Like my granddaughter just said, can they get our food that we have bought from McDonald's? Some people just need something to eat. You'd be surprised what your help can be. You don't have to wait to have a lot of money. You just take the little that you have and you share it and you find a way to help with what you got. And don't worry about the big stuff. The little stuff is what helps people the most. Mm. And that is the truth. And you know, also what what I was I was just talking to a friend about. You know, somebody was saying, you know, people would get to looking at your page, and they was like, "Oh, you was you was this way, you know? You why are you not this way? Why are you not so glammed here or whatever? You know, I'm like, people don't." Uh, you know, always have to benefit you or also you don't never know what people be going through. You know, you never know what that person be going through, you know, when they're doing different things. And that's what I tell people. Like like you say, you was in the shelter, but you was still holding on. But also you was making things happen at the same time, you know, because look at you now. You got books out. You know, God was started with a disability something check. in you while you was in that shelter. Exactly. Even in the shelter. You know, I was driving from, the. I was, you know, I had moved to Indiana after, you know, once my husband left, I moved back to my hometown. And when I had my grandchildren, you know, it was hard getting funding to help me take care of them. And in the midst of that, and plus my ex-husband started trying to find me, so I had to go to a shelter to get away and to protect my identity and my family. And, you know, when I did that, I was in school, going to school for, you know, nursing, uh, for bottomless and EKG technician and dialysis in Illinois. And I drew, I had to move back to Wisconsin. And, and my schooling was every Saturday um, from 3 to 10. And you know what I did? I found a way to where while my children were at school, um, I because I would be gone, you know, and I had somebody to watch them until I got back from Chicago. I drove from the shelter at 5.30 in the morning, and I went to Chicago, went to school from 10 to 3, hopped back on the freeway, drove back three hours to go back to get my children from the Boys and Girls Center because that's where they would go after school because I had that arranged through the shelter. Then I went and picked them up, made sure I got there before 6 o'clock, and I picked them up, and we went back to the shelter. And, you know, and that's, that, that was our – that's the way it went. I, I still, even in my poverty-stricken and down-and-out state, I still continue to go to school. I still continue to do all that stuff. And then I broke my knee. <laughs> and I still kept going because once I got out of the hospital and got going, guess what? I was still getting on that freeway. Even though I finally found the place to live, 
I would still find somebody to watch those kids, and I would get in there with a broke knee, with a brace on, and I would drive to Illinois, and I would go to school, and I would do what I had to do till I graduated with my EKG and my phlebotomy certificate and dialysis. So, you know, it, 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 you, I just don't make excuses because I have Jesus, because God is in my life. From foster care yes. to today, in my life. That's the truth. He sure is. And, you know, <laughs> to anybody out there, if they wanted to connect with you and, and, you know, even be a part of your network, where can it go? Well, if you would like to connect with us, you can always reach us um, at 6830 West Villard Avenue. Um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in Suite 306, and we're at 53218, and our phone number is 414-460-3668, and you can also find me on Facebook at Mary Angel, and Instagram at Mary Angel 1019, and then you can also uh, go to my website at the Mary Angel. Dot .weebly.com and you can find me there as well. I would love to reach out to you. It doesn't matter when, what time, you will always be serviced. And I see a lot of people that's tuned in. Make sure y'all follow Mary Angel on Facebook, guys. Let her know that you are tuned in and and let us know. You know, let us know that you were tuned into the show. And that you enjoyed it. I see we got the cue. We got 20 seconds left. Now, Mary Angel, I enjoy you today, as I always do. <laughs> and I would like to send an invitation to you um, again to make another appearance um, on the show, if possible. Um, yes. Do you accept that? Yes, I would love every time. I would love the Nikki Rich show. This is, I tell yes. people, this is the celebrity show that I've ever ever witnessed and been on and this is what God opened the door for me and I thank God for your show and you. Yes, well we got um, some shows coming up in February, the beginning of February so I'll look into some dates, you know, early February and let you know I'm so honored to have you on today and I thank you once again and thank you for having me. And thank everybody for tuning in. You know, I hope this helped you where you are in your community to give back. And it don't take nothing. It could be just bus fare or lunch lunch money. Yes. And if you would like to book Mary Angel to come on your show and talk about, um, you know, her, all her projects, her books, and everything she got going on, Make sure you contact her via Facebook, Mary Angel, and Instagram, Mary Angel 1019. But I thank you guys for tuning in to the Nikki Rich Show. Today it was all about Mary Angel. And Mary, I thank you once again for being our guest. And thank you so much, and God bless you all. Thank you. Make sure that you guys. Check out the Nikki Rich Show. We're on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Nikki Rich Show. We're on iHeartRadio after this show. And also we're on Apple Podcasts after the show. So 
Thank you for watching and listening to the Nikki Rich Show. And you can listen on our website. If you don't know where to go, always go to our website, guys, thenikkirichshow.com. We have our radios there. We have our TV there. We have um, our YouTube there where you can subscribe and follow Nikki Rich, the number two. Well, I hope you guys have a great Sunday. I'm about to get out here and walk. It's so beautiful out here, sunny California. So I just thank you guys for listening to the Nikki Rich Show. Much love, guys. I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome Sunday. Y'all know how we do. We get down here at the Nikki Rich Show. Thank you, guys. The number one host that be doing the most. Nikki Rich, 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 Rich. The number one host that be doing the most.